How do we avoid burnout in ministry? Many of us are so used to going at 90 miles an hour, firing on all cylinders 24-7, and rarely looking out for ourselves. But if we're honest, most of us know that we can't keep that up. And good student ministry isn't a blink-and-you'll-miss-it sort of thing. So how do we do good ministry, but also do our best to last for the long haul? On this episode, we'll get into that and so much more with our guest. Welcome to Student Ministry Connection. Welcome again to Student Ministry Connection, a podcast for those who serve in student ministry, want to connect, and have a desire to grow. My name is Steve Cullum, and today we're bringing back James Sabin, a guest from episode 34 of the podcast, where at that time he talked about his own burnout story and how to overcome burnout. Today, with that season behind him, James talks about avoiding burnout, the importance of rhythms, why we should stay connected, and so much more. But before we jump into all that, I want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode of the podcast. G-Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see everyday life situations through the lens of the gospel. G-Shades has options to fit everyone as well, with three plans to choose from. This curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you do better. Do you need message outlines, a discussion guide, and a game? That's just $20 a month. If you're looking for a higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides, that's $30 a month. And if you want an affordable, engaging video curriculum, G-Shades has you covered for only $40 a month. You will not find a better youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere. Head over to gshades.org, that's G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G to download season four of G-Shades curriculum and use the promo code CONNECTION at checkout to receive an extra $20 off your order. G-Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. Thank you, G-Shades, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You can find the link to G-Shades in the podcast show notes. Right now, I just want to encourage you to take a deep breath Hold it for a couple seconds and then breathe out. Then I want you to actually pause this podcast for just a moment and say a quick prayer that God will speak to you today through James. Well, James, thank you so much for jumping back on the podcast with us today. Steve, it's uh, it's my pleasure. It's awesome. It's fun. And like I said, I appreciate you and uh, just glad you asked me to be back on. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So it's been a it's been a few years since we've talked uh, on a podcast, and we've stayed connected over the years and everything, especially yeah. through Download Youth Ministry. Um, but I know you have worked with students for many years, and have also have your own podcast called Youth Ministry Soul Keeper. Uh, so before we dive into anything else, I thought it'd be fun to uh, to share with you. You've probably seen this already because it's it's been there for a little bit. But one of the reviews that I saw for your podcast, and I think it would help our audience to connect with you just a bit. Um, the title okay. for this review is called Water to a Weary Soul. And, and the, the author of the review says, I resigned from my role as a youth pastor due to burnout. I have been on the journey of healing and restoration ever since. And Pastor James Sabin's Youth Ministry Soul Keeper podcast has been incredibly life-giving. 
whether you're a youth pastor, youth leader, or simply someone who works with students, the wisdom that Pastor James shares will help you to live and minister with longevity and effectiveness. So that I feel like is is you in in a, in a nutshell and a great review. Um, what as as I don't know if you saw that before, um, but what is your response to just the the opportunity that God has given you to to speak into to youth workers like that? Yeah. And uh, let me say, I'm very grateful. My wife posted that. So, uh, no. <laughs> so that was the only, I think it's the only review up there, <laughs> something like that, but uh, yeah, no, it is an honor. And it, and it, and really the truth of it is, um, you know, when you're in something like burnout or you name it uh, any kind of um, just really hard, dark place, um, you don't think there is light at the end of the tunnel. You don't think you're going to make, be able to help again. You don't think you're going to be able to have an impact. And so, yeah, those things are always those sweet reminders that God, you can make, you know, beauty from the ashes, you know, you can, mm. um, there, you know, there is still hope there is a getting through. And so, yeah, I, you know, thank you. And I haven't read that in a long time, obviously, because like you said, it has been on there for a while and, yep. uh, not, you know, and, um, and, uh, yeah, it blessed me then and hearing it again is like, yeah, Lord, thank you. That is why, you know, that's why we're here. Right. Yeah, that's why absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so let's connect with you uh, just a bit more uh, today. So last time you were on the podcast, it was episode 34, uh, which was in 2018 before, wow. you know, the world went crazy with COVID yep. and everything. Uh, so we talked a lot about overcoming burnout. Um, specifically your story of, mm -hmm. of how God really uh, rescued you from that and brought you back to a really good place. And as you said, you, you weren't in a good place before that, mm -hmm. but, um, but if, if you're listening uh, audience to, to this episode, I highly recommend you go back to episode 34 and listen to that. Maybe even before continuing with this episode, because I, I told James, uh, I feel like this needs to be a part two to that story um, mm -hmm. today. And so um, go back, listen to episode 34, but James, it's been a little, little over four years since we talked about that specifically. Yeah. Uh, give us an update on, on life in general, like what's been happening over the last few years, what's God been doing in your life over the last couple of years since we talked on the, the last podcast? Yeah. I mean, really, um, I would say since 2018, there really is in my life an established rhythm Um uh, of of life, of ministry, of my family life, um, you know, and rhythm is it. Before it was about to do lists. It was structured, maybe a little too structured. Cared more about the structure, right? Um, couldn't necessarily fully be present because there was so much to do, right? And and learning. And I don't know if that just comes. Just to be honest, I think it's just we all. There's developmental milestones. You know, I've, I'm a teacher by trade, and you learn about you know, the physical, physiological milestones that we almost go through, you know, and I think that's true spiritually. I think uh, as we're maturing, some of it just comes over time. You can't, you can't fast forward, right? You can't microwave it. And so I think a little bit that has to do with it um, as well. But yeah, just learning to really be present, um, to, to know that, you know what, there really is no interruption when God mm. truly is sovereign, mm. um, you know, and so um, amongst our, you know, people's free will, God is sovereign. He's, he's, he's still, you know, um, allowing and moving the pieces around the board, so to speak. Um, mm. and, um, and to know that, yeah, each, these moments are opportunities. Um, and so, you know, it keeps you from getting frustrated unnecessarily. Um, it keeps you from losing focus. Like this is a distraction. I needed to be do other things and not realizing, no, no, this distraction, this person, this, whatever has come in, in my way for better or for worse is the ministry. You know, it's, it's always how we handle those things. And so that I would say is probably a huge lesson in that. Um, Cause as you settle down and you slow down um, 
you, you begin to realize and see clear, you know, it's kind of like, I, I picture it like, you know, when you drive, I don't know if I shared this last podcast or not, so forgive me um, if this is redundant, but you know, you ever notice when, when you're driving down a highway, um, you don't really get to see with clarity, do you? If you mm. look to the right, everything's just a blur. Um, and I was doing ministry like that for a long time. And I think a lot of us do ministry like that. Um, and, and so you, you don't take time, but you ever walk along a highway, mm. <laughs> right? And you can see everything. You can see mm. everything for what it is. And, um, and as I walk, I would call it walking now through ministry and life. Um, you get to see Jesus in those moments of, man, I can't believe that happened. And instead of, you know, wondering how did it happen? Why did it happen? How can I keep it from happening? Right. Whatever that trial or hardship is, it's more like, no, 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 it happened. God, you're present. You're in it. You knew what happened. How do I respond to it? Mm. And that is a totally different mindset than I had. And then listen, and don't let me know because you hear me saying it doesn't mean I walk in it <laughs> perfectly. Right. I don't, but there's a greater awareness of it now than mm. really there probably ever was. Right. Mm. Does that even make sense? Kind of totally. So yeah. I think that's kind of, I think that rhythm, that contemplative lifestyle has allowed me to see God more in the midst of really daily life. And I know I've said that like before Bernard, I would have said, Oh, sure. I do that. But until you actually do it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and sadly it's burnout or it's the hardships and the trials and the crises that cause us and force us to, mm. um, you realize, Oh, I really wasn't. So, yeah. 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 And you've been, uh, just a quick update. You've been in at your current church for 13 years. Is that yeah, correct? Going yeah. on 13 years. Yeah. 13 so, years. Yeah, love it here. It's a great yeah. church. And you're, uh, you're in Virginia, correct? So West Virginia, but West that's Virginia. Okay. Yep. I didn't know West Virginia was a state. I'm from Jersey <laughs> until I went there. So listen, it's all good. I promise that to my West Virginia friends who listen with, you know, it's, I, I love, I, listen, I'm a West Virginian now, so I can say that, right? There my kids go. are West Virginians, but yeah, sadly yeah. I was a East coaster. We thought that it was East coast. It was New Jersey, New York, and uh, you know, California. That that yep. is all we thought existed in Florida when you <laughs> wanted to go on vacation. And that was it. So, yeah. So, sadly, <laughs> I didn't know. West, I thought it was Western Virginia. So, there you right. go. Sorry, my Virginia yeah. friends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, it, we have this connection now because, you know, John Denver, who is very famous in Colorado, where mm -hmm. I am, wrote about mm -hmm. West Virginia. Yes, so, I'm saying about it. So, it's uh, it's weirdly one of the songs that I hear the most in Colorado. I'm like, you guys realize it's not about Colorado, yeah. right? Um, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah. And we sing it. So we're Mountaineers here. So West Virginia Mountaineers. I'm sure most people know that team that we have very good sports teams here mm -hmm. at our university. Um, we're right here in the college town. Um, that's where I went. But uh, yeah, every football game, it doesn't matter what sporting event. That's what we sing nice. at the end. So there you go. Nice, <laughs> nice. And your your own kids are in your ministry now, right? They have been. Yeah, 16 and 12. Yeah. And so yeah, so what's that like? Been. Um, it, like you hear, like I heard before it actually happened, it wakes you up to some of the blind spots in your ministry from a parent's perspective. Mm -hmm. um, things my wife always told me about, <laughs> um, but you know, um, until I experienced them, because she's a lot more compassionate, she has she she's discerning and sensitive, and then I am not. And so she's like, "You probably want to. Oh, they can. They should know. You know." And now you, you realize, no, it's life is hard as a parent, yeah. and uh, and so I think. I knew that from a theoretical position, but I didn't know from a practical one until I become one. So yeah, 
So it's opened me up to that. And uh, in fact, I just got this book right here. It sits on my desk that uh, I'll be sharing is from Orange. I don't know if we promote them, but anyway, we like Orange too, but uh, mm -hmm. what pa mo most parents aren't telling you. It's mm -hmm. actually a good resource. That's a plug. I don't know you get them to sponsor you, but, uh, <laughs> but actually been reading into that, going to use that at our kickoff event that we do. But anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's one of the things nice. <laughs> for sure that I've learned with my nice. kids being in the ministry. And it's just fun. It <laughs> yeah. literally is. Um, when you don't feel like you're leaving them behind anymore, mm -hmm. if that, to be honest, I don't feel like I'm leaving them now. They're mm -hmm. just with me. And yeah. that is really cool. So yeah. yeah, to be honest, that's probably my favorite thing. Cool. I'm sure there's other people that, that are listening that do have their, their own kids in their ministry. Maybe their, mm -hmm. their spouse also serves. So yep. what is that like, especially when boundaries, um, thinking of burnout is, has that been an issue that you've had to think through at all now that like there's those blurred lines between home and ministry or how has that played into it? All that, I guess. No, because I would say the biggest issue was ministering with guilt at times, right? Because I was leaving my family. Mm. So, so now when I leave, I'm not really leaving. Tanya now it's cool because she's got, you know, she, she likes being with us, which is mm. good. My wife likes to be with me and my kids. And so, you know, <laughs> and so obviously the kids, but it's nice that she wants to be with me too. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, and so she, she'll come now where before she would be home with the kids, right? Or okay. she'd be home with one of the kids, right? Or she'd drop mm -hmm. off my son and then she, then my other little, or my little one would come because you know how that is kids hang around. You know, my little one's always been in the youth ministry, really. Sure. Right? And, even, and even Jacob was before my oldest before, you know how that works. But, um, but it's nice that when they're apart now, she actually, mm. she comes to things now and she just attends herself now instead of taking that time where, and some nights she's just like, Hey, listen, I'm going to enjoy <laughs> my time, sure. um, which is absolutely understandable. She, now we are, we're just ministering as a family. And to be honest, mm. I love it. Mm. And so, you know, before, even though you shouldn't feel guilty, you knew you were called, you still had a little bit of that, whatever you want to call it, you know, youth pastor guilt or whatever parent father guilt that i'm leaving my wife you know husband mm -hmm. guilt i'm because you know it, it requires a lot of us it requires our time yeah and uh and no matter who's ministering right husband wife it doesn't matter um they're they're stepping away from their families and um yeah it, it, there's a you know there's a, always a cost there so uh, yeah. even with understanding so anyway yeah, yeah that's that's cool that they're yeah you're able to have like family nights and yeah that's yeah, that's so awesome and it's cool yep yeah. So, so when you were on back on the last, uh, the episode again, that's, uh, episode 34, uh, you talked a lot about the importance of putting God back at the center of your life and where he really belongs. Um, making sure that priorities are in the right place. Mm -hmm. Rhythm. You talked about rhythm yeah, as well. Um, one of the big things that I took, uh, that you talked about is this regular Sabbath that the Bible mm -hmm. instructs us to take, but mm -hmm. also having a, a different kind of mindset around Sabbath. And it's mm -hmm. actually impacted me over the last several mm -hmm. years of how I, how I look toward, um, those days off and how, what am I doing those times before I think I had this legalistic kind of mindset of it has to look like this. Yeah. Um, but it never really did it for me. I wasn't looking forward to it, but since talking to you, actually, mm -hmm. that's helped me approach those, those days in, in a different way with excitement, mm -hmm taking God yeah. with me and whatever I'm doing th those yeah. times that are fulfilling and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, so yeah. How, how is that approach? I know you briefly talked about it earlier, but yeah. how has that approach now that you've been living in that? How has that changed your life and your ministry? No, I love that. I love that. That encouraged you actually. Thank you for sharing that. That, that really encourages me. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. That's cool to hear. Um, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, I'm just kind of obviously still doing it. Like it's, I don't think it's changed much. I I think I would say I would be because, you know, you know how it works. If you experience something, you have a little bit of a kickback. Mm -hmm. I think if I listened back to that podcast, I was probably a little 
strong than I mm-hmm. probably like to be. Does that make sense? I, I was mm-hmm. probably a little dogmatic about the <laughs> Sabbath um, only because it had hurt. I, I realized, you know, as a kickback emotionally, just how not taking one, how it mm-hmm. did, you know, it did, it was, it was detrimental in a way. Right. And so, so maybe I was a little, I think maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I didn't come across strong. I felt like I did. Does that make sense? Right. So yeah. maybe I didn't, maybe you guys, it doesn't sound like you thought I came across strong or dogmatic and that's fine. That's good. No. But um, the way I communicate now is I would say, um, after really, I would say eh, about five years of really walking a consistent Sabbath is, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be dogmatic on it, but I am going to say, you know, man, I implore you, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, you really do need to think about Sabbath. If the way you're living your ministry life and rhythm now isn't working, well, then it's not going to work if you continue. So, and I think Sabbath is the first thing you need to look at. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, maybe not first, but as far as like, you know, like you said, I think if, you know, remembering that we work and we minister out of love of Jesus. And so, and, and so I'm going to prime this um, by saying really the foundation of this is this, when Jesus was calling Peter to minister, right? When he was telling him to get ready for ministry, it's, they're sitting there, you know, by, you know, the Sea of Galilee, and this is kind of, you know, and Jesus is reinstating Peter. Um, he says the foundation of Peter's ministry is to be um, love of him, Mm-hmm. not love of the ministry, not love of the people. And he says, so Peter, do you love me? And he says, yes. And then he says, okay, from there, Peter, from that foundation, from that confession, feed my mm-hmm. sheep. Right. And then he says, do you love me? Right. And then he, well, like he says, he says, feed my lambs. And then he says, mm-hmm. tend my sheep. And then he says, feed. Oh, ten, yeah. Anyway, anyway, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's 10 feet. Yeah. From that though, each answer is, do you love me? Then minister, do you love me? Then minister. Right. And so, and, and I love that he meets us and I love that he meets us where we are. Because he didn't have Peter, because we know everyone knows the Greek, everyone knows the agape phileo dynamic that's mm-hmm. happening there. And if you don't, you can Google it, it'll come up, it's easy, right? It's mm-hmm. easy to see. And, 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 Peter, and Peter can never really say, I'm at that place of agape with you yet, Jesus, right? This is the beginning of my journey in ministry and my, my walk with you, and my following you for only you know, a handful, a couple of years or so. And Jesus says, that's okay, I'm still calling you to minister with me. Mm-hmm. And, and then Peter eventually, we know, would get to that agape, right? Mm. And so and so I love that. And so I would say that's the foundation. So getting to back to our first love, to to be like Mary, right? He says, one thing is necessary. And I did share this in the last podcast, mm. no doubt, you know, is what? And she's doing it, right? To sit mm. at the feet, right? That Jesus, when he's when he's challenging uh, the churches, right? So he says to Ephesus, you've forgotten. I think I shared that at DIM too, that part um, mm. when we had that talk. And so you've forgotten your first love. And so that's where all ministry comes from. And so, because even, and now listen, you can have that and you can take a Sabbath religiously, right? But again, it not be a Sabbath, right? Because you tried that. And I've mm-hmm. tried a Sabbath before. I got, that didn't work because we thought we were trying something practical, not relational. Yep. And so it always comes from this relationship. So everything we do in ministry is, is relationship with Christ-based, is joining Jesus and what he's doing. And he's just asking us to be with him the way, same way he has the disciples. Like, we always think it's about what we can do for Jesus. He's calling mm-hmm. us to do something. And yes, but first he's calling us to be with him. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what it says. He said he chose the 12 to be with him. Mm-hmm. And so really all of ministry comes from that place. And when I got to that place, because really ministry had become for me, not so much, you know, do you love me? Well, yeah, I love you, but I also love this right. and my identity. Yeah, I know I'm a, a child of God, but I'm also a pastor and I know, and I really need, and so I was, uh, this is, you know, that's when my my passion, right, was mm. was becoming misplaced, displaced, right, as, as they mm. say, and, and 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 so Jesus was was kind of losing out to the actual ministry in my heart, mm. and so that and so and so so really that has to be taken care of first. Yeah, but I still wouldn't say don't do a Sabbath. I would say a Sabbath will help you 
move toward that that direction yeah. toward messiah right does yeah. that make sense too so so one is foundational but the other is but one is to, is absolutely necessary too and sabbath does that it breaks time away it's it's like date night with your wife so to speak if i can you know mm. um it's 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 intentional focused one-on-one and as Doug would say, need in the eye to eye with mm. Jesus and in all of our doings, it's, it's like, Hey, you know, it's fun when you don't know if you, but you have kids, you can take your kids with you throughout the day. Well, that's fun. And that builds relationship. Mm. And that's what Sabbath is like. You just kind of Jesus, we're just taking, and really, it's really let Jesus take us through the day. Yeah. You know, like, you know, let him set the priority for Sabbath. And I promise you, we're afraid because we think if he sets the priority, it's just going to be us sitting like monks. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just saying, you just sitting there meditating on scripture all day. Right. Yep. And so, and I promise you, that's not his picture of Sabbath. He walked mm. through the grain fields. He still hung out with people. He mm. was social. He ministered. He, right. You see, he, and so, and so that is the picture of Sabbath and like, Lord, what are we doing today? And mm. man, if, if, if golf comes up, go golfing. If tennis comes up, go tennis. If, if walking and taking a hike, if, if watching that movie you wanted to watch, you know what I mean? Well, go watch the movie. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and that has been transformational, mm. that, that kind of Sabbath. So that it is exciting. I love what you said about the Sabbath. You know, it became exciting where before mm. it was duty. Yeah. And now it was a delight. Like yep. that was so cool, you know? And yeah. I'm not going to lie. There are days like, okay. So after practicing it for so long, I would say on a consistent basis. Are there some days I feel like, well, that wasn't a great Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And that's okay. There's grace for that. And that's yeah. the other thing you learn. There's grace where before I was rigid with myself mm. and not gracious with myself. Mm. I've, when you sit with the gracious one, man, you, you learn to be gracious with yourself mm. and others. And it's mm. just really cool. So anyway, yeah, I would say mm. Sabbath is still important. Practice it. Um, yeah, there are aspects, principles. I think they can listen to the last podcast to get more of that. But really the heart behind it now is what I would... Like you said, I love what you said, Steve was perfect. Like how you just, Jesus is with you in all of it. And mm. it's just like this delight and you know, like rest it's the Sabbath is for us. Mm. Like Jesus, yeah. like, this is for you. It's good. You know, yeah. and we're like, yeah. And he delights in that. Like yeah. I delight in a day for my kids. Mm. This is for you. Have fun. I want, I want to watch you have fun and delight. Yeah, That's life giving for mm. everyone, you know? So Absolutely. anyway, I don't know what that's worth, but. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I know like over the last, I think since my time in Colorado, um, but really, really in the last three or so years, um, probably right before COVID, God's been teaching me a lot more in this area. And I feel like the big thing that he's been really honing into me is how to, how to actually rest. I feel like I was running and running and running most of my life and my personality, I'm okay with that. But I think I finally, after conversations with you and some other people that were just speaking wisdom into my life, I I realized one of the areas that I was really lacking in that I didn't know nearly as much as I should was the idea of rest. And I didn't know how I rested well. I didn't know how to actually, you know, find that rest for myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I started trying new things over the last several years to what yeah. works. And one of the things that I did was actually the same weekend that uh, the COVID hit the majority of the world and everything shut down. That Wednesday, I took off for a personal retreat. First time I'd Mm. ever done something like that for myself. Did a three-day retreat, got away, away from everyone. Uh, That's really good some really cool hookup and was able to go to a Christian camp. And it was just me and the facilities people there and out of cell phone range, all this stuff. And, uh, before I get into the spiritual stuff, it was really funny because I, I also decided 
I was going to, I was going to, um, fast during this time mm. and I did not prepare for it whatsoever. Mm. And so I got a horrible migraine. Yeah. I go back into town to get some medicine and all of a sudden my phone gets within cell phone range. My, it starts blowing up with text messages and phone calls from the rest of the staff at the church going, I don't know if we're going to have church tonight. I don't know if we're going to have church this weekend. We got to figure out youth group. COVID shutting everything down. The whole, mm. <laughs> I was like, wow, I wow. step away for one minute. <laughs> no. yep. Yeah, no, right. Yes, I know that's it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, so that weekend, I know like I wasn't sure how to approach it in the very beginning. I was, I was a little more dogmatic and legalistic about it. It was like, oh, I need to read my Bible so much while I'm here. I need yeah, to yeah, pray yeah. so much while I'm here. And, and as a youth pastor, I felt weird saying it, but it was like, I was, I was bored and I was not enjoying it. And I was like, okay, what is going on here? But I pushed through and pushed through and things that you've told me, um, about just taking God into this and bringing him alongside and having fun. And it was weird about halfway through the time, all of a sudden things just started clicking yeah. and I started really enjoying myself. And I was like, at the beginning, I was, I texted my wife and I was like, I may come home early. This is not working. Um, but then by the end, the end of it, I, I texted her and said, I may be up here a few more hours than I thought Yeah, because it was so good. And I realized how to like, just rest and be with God for, for a time. Um, so those are, that's just one thing that I've learned, uh, since then, what are, what are some things that you've been continuing to learn that God is continuing to teach you about burnout, how to avoid it, how to rest and things like that? A rhythm, a weekly rhythm is, is super important. And, and I am rigid about that. Of course, there's exceptions, right? Recognizing the distractions. Like I said, I can't speak about the sovereignty of God, right? And then, and then the rigidity of our schedule, right? Yeah. And, and, but just know there's, there's a tension that has to live in those things, right? Mm. And so, um, and so just being able to be, you know, um, comfortable with, yeah, there are going to be things that come up within God's sovereignty that I'm living within my control, so to speak, of, yeah, I have a schedule. It's set here. I don't, I say no to these things. I know these blocks of time are set, you know, where things can invade. And then if things naturally occur, right, um, the, the, the intangibles that happen in our schedules, right, we mm -hmm. need to make room for that. And I love, and I still live off the Kerry Newhoff schedule mm -hmm. um, that he created that, you know, if you're not familiar, check out his website. And I literally have a block schedule, just like I literally copied his from his program. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I've been using that ever since. And it stays right there. I'm looking at it on my whiteboard right now. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the, in the church knows it. They know, call James now, don't call James. And of course, if it's an emergency, um, then yeah, of course I'm open, right? We have to be there. That's what we're, yeah. that's what we do. Um, but yeah. Um, so I would say that is still very important. Like knowing that that keeps me afloat spiritually, emotionally, physically, mm. um, exercise is important. You know, like, again, this is God created a spirit, soul, and body. And within our range, I know some people have, you know, some people physically have limitations, you know, whatever you can do, um, for spirit, mind, and body. And, um, and, and, and that's what we do. And we kind of live in that. And so, um, yeah, but rhythm for me has been the hugest part and sticking to mm. it. Right. And, and, yeah. and being, being rigid with flexibility, but rigid on the things we need to be rigid with. Like, like I know these blocks of time for um, time with Jesus. These are non-negotiables. Like we have mm -hmm. to have a couple of non-negotiables and then the rest can be negotiable. Right. And yeah. so, but these are my non-negotiables time with Jesus time, time that I have dedicated to ministry, 
and then, you know, and obviously time, you know, with family, you know, and these things are totally, and that wasn't any order, obviously, but mm -hmm. these things are, you know, these are non-negotiables and uh, except for, of course, extreme, you know, special circumstances, which is sure. a no brainer for everybody. But what happens is we start to create, if we don't have good boundaries and we don't have a good understanding of our calling, right. And a good understanding of our roles and stuff, then, then, then everything becomes an emergency. Mm. Yep. <laughs> and that's the problem, right. And yep. that's the thing. So, so when we understand this is my true calling and, 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 and again, Carrie Newhoff and a lot of others talk all about that, right. When we understand mm. oh, this is like, like, is it really an emergency? Like, will someone really like eternally, you know, if we, if we don't take care of this, if we hold off on this email, yep. if we don't take this phone call, like everyone's emergency, isn't my emergency. Like, would they really, like they usually find out when you start to say no to those things, they weren't emergencies, right? <laughs> because emergencies are emergencies, death, dying, and bleeding. That's what mm -hmm. we say here. That's our kind of our yep. motto here. Right. And so, you know, and, and, and if it's not, it's, Hey, um, I, um, I can't now, but mm. tomorrow morning or, you know, we can, you make time that way then, you know? And so yeah, just those things, but like I said, rhythm and a strong schedule is literally half the battle, but knowing, but that comes from knowing your call. That means knowing mm. your, you know, what am I really called to? Who am I really called to? Right. Mm. And then, okay. And how do I, and, and you know, and then what are the obligations then in, in, in meeting that, whether that's ministry, my family, right. My personal life, my walk with Jesus. Yeah. And then everything else is up in the air from that point. Mm. And, and that's, and like I said, and Carrie, you know, to be honest, he's, probably one of the more practical ones that mm -hmm. if you take his couple of his courses, you will be able to go through that and have that down. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's a, so go to that resource, his resources. And, and, I'm, and I'm sure others know more and they can post it on the podcast, but he's the one that I, I leaned on. Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. His, his stuff is so, so great um, for sure. And, and, and I love that, that we do have some, some leaders, especially like Carrie Newhoff who have that, mm -hmm. that platform and, and yeah. he's being very transparent about what he struggled through as well yeah. and, and being able to help so many of us and hopefully rescue us before we get to that point. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I know one of the things, I mean, you, you're talking about the rhythm and the importance of things I, I've just noticed recently and something I'm trying to work through as well as simple as not taking every text message and phone call as they come into that I have to, I have to respond right away. Like that's just the world we live in nowadays. It didn't happen 20 years ago. Like nope. people just got a hold of us when they got a hold of us and it was no big deal, but we yeah. just immediately think like, Oh, something comes through. We have to respond to it right now, no matter what we're doing. And that is not the case. And I'm trying to get that through yeah. my thick head, <laughs> like to like, and I'm, it's a work in progress, but that's it's something simple, but so profound. I think if we can get that kind of a rhythm in place that, yeah. Hey, it's okay. You don't have to respond to everything immediately when it comes through. Yeah. And Carrie was a big part of that too. I know even and, and like, you'll know my family, I'll tell you at like nine, even nine 30, some night, like my phone goes down. I don't even bring it upstairs. Most of the time mm -hmm. it stays downstairs. Um, if someone, if it's a real emergency, they will call my wife. She keeps her phone near the bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's good. Right. So I know they know the people who need to know, they know her number. And if it's a real emergency, we'll get it. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, and, and, and it's funny, you actually can train the people around, like, you know, I'm not saying it like that, like oh, they're animals, <laughs> but, but you know, it's true. People yeah. will learn your yep. rhythm. People will learn your boundaries and it's mm -hmm. so better for them. And I will tell you when I, I've ministered and I'm just going to be practical here, real that I've learned for sure. Cause I thought when I, that was really hard to do, but I got to answer them now. They're going to think I don't care if I don't, yep. they're going to think I'm not, you know, I think I, th it's hard to say, cause it sounds like, you know, this is coming from a place of like, uh, you know, I, you know, patting myself on the back, but it's, sure. it's just literally a place of really experiencing it. 
when I lived that way, I was very rarely present mm. for the people who I really would call to minister to. Um, yeah. But now when I know that everything's not emergency, it's funny when the people sit across from me, you know, in my, in the chairs that I have right here and we talk or there, I am present. I'm there. The phone is to the side because I'm used to not answering it. I know when it, I don't, it doesn't buzz. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. And because I have the energy, because I wasn't up to answering texts or, or answering the emergencies or the so-called emergencies all night that I was, I have, you know, and from a practical standpoint, I'm, 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 I have energy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm able to be present. And, and the, so the actual, the actual in-person mm. um, encounters are so much more fruitful and they actually feel loved and they've said it to me where before i i very rarely heard this comment i feel like you're listen you listen to me when i talk let me tell you something the people who know james from six years ago and even those who get around me can know i can have that potential because i'm i can get quick and excited and fast and i'm sure, sure you see that and off task because i have adhd <laughs> to the 10th power and and you know but when i but i have become truly and everyone around me my family will tell you, my wife i've become such a better listener Mm. through this whole process. And, and they will tell you, man, you may not answer my text messages, but I don't need you to, because when I'm with you, mm. I feel heard and like I matter. And I can't tell you in the last four years, Steve, how many times I just heard it. I just, I, I was just with someone, one of our leaders, she might listen to this. Some of them do. I was just with one. And she said, I like our, my conversations with you mm. because you listen. Wow. That's that, awesome. That, let me, I promise you that mm. never happened. Mm. She just said it today. I can't make that up. And so, and again, that sounds like, I'm, but I'm just telling you, I say that because that never happened before yeah. at all. Yeah. Ask my wife. She would not say that about me. <laughs> that, seriously. And in more recent years, she has said, mm. wow, you are a better listener. Mm. And, you know, and, and again, I think it's just because we're not in crisis mode. Yeah. You can't minister from crisis mode. And we, oh, and, and this, and this phone keeps us in crisis mode. Even though we might not have the anxiety feeling, we are distracted and we are moving and doing. Mm. And I always say to my kids, we, it's good to be bored. <laughs> I promise you, it is good to be bored. You know, and we weren't made to have all this information. I don't watch news. Yeah. I'm not telling again, everything I'm saying, I'm not dogmatic about. I promise you, people got to be <laughs> them in Jesus. Literally, yeah. like we're, all, we're all unique, right? But, but for me, like, man, I don't watch news. Like, I... There's just too, like, I've got to yep. just be, there's too much we got going on. You know, I'm aware mm -hmm. of news because plus there are people in my life who tell me about sure. what's going yeah. on, yeah. but you know, they tell us, they keep us updated, but exactly. Yeah. I mean, but for me, it's like, no, that like really the phone is probably the ultimate distraction we possess mm. and, yeah. and to just be able to put it down and, and be like, no, I'm going to watch a show with my wife, or I'm just going to, we're going to hang out with our neighbors. Cause we mm. do that, you know, in the summertime and springtime and fall and, and I'm just going to go, whatever, just go. You know, me and my son are going to walk four holes on the golf course or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and that's just yeah. what we're going to do. And I'm going to not take the text and I'll look sometimes, you know, we look and we go, okay, not emergency, not emergency, not emergency. Okay. I'll get back to it tomorrow. Yeah. That's right. That's it. Right. Yeah. And, and even when people say I have an emergency, they'll say that. Then I'll look at what the emergency is and I'll say, it's not an emergency <laughs> and yeah. I'll just keep moving. And so, yeah. and, you, and you get better at that and you realize it's not detrimental. Yeah. And, and for the people who can't figure it out right away, if they stick around, they will. Because mm -hmm. they'll experience, really, I believe we just give, we, we, we help incarnate Jesus because that's how he was. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's where Jesus is incarnated because he was a listener. He was present. People felt seen and heard and, and people can't feel that way. If we can't even see ourselves, 
if, if we can't, if we don't have room to see ourselves <laughs> and let ourselves be seen by Jesus mm. and heard by Jesus, there's no way we're going to be able to give that to someone else. So anyway, yeah. That's yeah. my two cents. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When I think that that's that's so not only important for us and our families and the people that we are interacting with all the time, but as as youth pastors and youth leaders, mm-hmm. like we are we need to set the example for for our students. And if we're like we, we we would seem very hypocritical if we're all the time saying, Hey, get off your phones, hey, pay attention to the people around yeah. you, but then we're not doing that ourselves. So we yeah. need to lead by example for sure and figure that out for ourselves yeah. um, before we can expect others to follow that example and do it as well. Yeah. Um, so that's so that's good. huge. So James, I know uh you've shared so much encouragement today, so many so much wisdom. Um, but I'd like to give you an opportunity to talk more to those in our audience who maybe don't feel as connected. They're, they're, they're trying maybe to, to put Jesus at the the center of the relationship. Um, but maybe they, they don't feel connected. Maybe they feel a little alone in ministry. They don't feel, uh, seen maybe within their church or outside their church. Um, especially when thinking of burnout, um, and the need to have other people in our lives, uh, what encouragement would you have for those youth workers who are out there listening that want to stick in for the long haul, but, but do feel a lack of connection? Yeah. I say this all the time to people, um, that I'm counseling and it's usually a lack of community, right? Like a lack Mm -hmm. of connection, uh, where the, the, where their real, um, lack is, um, where their struggle is. Um, and I always say Jesus, and I say this carefully, but, but you'll get it. I say, Jesus is not enough. Jesus is not enough because we were made in the triune image of God, mm. which is a communal God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? Uh, interdependent on one another, right? Always mutually mm. encouraging, mutually sacrificing, mutually edifying one another, all that stuff. Um, and so that's, we were made in that image. So whenever we separate ourselves, when we disconnect from relationship connection, right? We, we can no longer reflect the image of God. We're no longer image bearers. Mm. And so that comes with through. Um, and so, you know, I know when I went through my burnout, I was very connected. I still had a lot. My own pastor was one of my best friends. He had gone through burnout. I was very fortunate situation where I had understanding friends in the ministry while it was happening, who gave me room, who gave me, you know, um, margin to, to, Mm -hmm. to process, to hurt, to cry, to grow, right. To, you name it, to go through it. uh, I still have two very close friends um, outside my own ministry who I've been friends with for over 20 years. Um, we're pastors. Um, we're very close process with them. My wife, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, you need community. And, and, and I was fortunate that I come into this place and I had that community before I got here. Cause the senior mm-hmm. pastor, I was already friends before I got here. That's a fortunate situation. Praise God. And we've stayed 13 years. So the friendship is still good. Um, so that's good. That could be tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I've also developed one or two other friendships mm-hmm. here through that time. And, and, and I don't know how people do it in a place where there's a lot of turnover. Um, mm-hmm. I really think that's a hard, like, you know, um, man, we know a lot of guys who they're in these churches where there's just a ton of turnover. And I don't know how you do it because most people travel, like they get a new job and they got to go. So now you yep. go to a place, you don't have friends. How to, at that time, the only thing that'll hold you is long distance connections mm-hmm. and, and, and like staying in, and now with this, I mean, look, we're looking at each other face to face. You know, and so, I mean, you can get through it with someone like this. Mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, right here, if I just had you, Steve, and, you know, we were, you're in Denver, you know, you're in Colorado and, and I'm here in Morgantown, West Virginia, you know, we're mountain men, you know, we, you know, <laughs> we can connect, you know, and yeah. uh, 
and and you know we could uh and yeah this could make it right here this could be enough you know yeah but yeah jesus isn't enough we were made for community mm. and jesus and community is it it's mm. never it's not it's not just community without jesus that's not going to work and it's not just jesus like oh just because me and jesus are enough no he didn't create us for that remember mm. he said it's not good for mm. man to be alone but remember man had god already mm. <laughs> Why was it still not good? He had the yeah. triune God. He had everything yep. he needed. No, yeah. that's not how God created it. Mm. God created us to reflect the triune, his perfect triune image. So of course it can't work because we weren't made it for it to work that way. It literally is going against God's creative order. Mm. So it's impossible. And so that, so people's issues, all of our issues are, are always um, in either disconnect from love of God, right? Relationship with God and disconnect of love of neighbor relationship with others. Right? Those are great commands. They're all built around that. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So that's what I would say. I don't care what you have to do the same way you would fight for your relationship with Jesus, the same way you would be intentional and make time and sacrifice. I'm telling you that's uncomfortable. It is, it is just as uncomfortable. I know for some people to make those connections because you're now it's easy to be vulnerable with Jesus. I think for pastors, Right. Yep. But man, yep. to, and listen, here's the other thing. I would say it's okay to find those one or two trustworthy people in there. And, and listen, I will say it's in your church. Mm. I will say those people are in your church too. It's okay to share your stuff with safe people in your church. Um, and listen, that might come back to bite you, mm. but did it really, if you were <laughs> being Christ and vulnerable and open, Jesus said to the disciples, couldn't you just pray with me? I need you. I mm. need you. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm reading a book by Henry now and reflection. Well, I have actually, I've read it and read it. It's on my third reading. Whenever I just need to go back to the basis, it's a great book, Reflections on Christian Leadership by Henry now and in the name of Jesus. Highly recommend it, read mm. it. He talks about that too. Um, he talks about you. if we can't be vulnerable with the very people we're called to minister to, I mean, that's the ministry. Yep. That is the ministry. Now, you don't just do that. You know, you don't do that from the pulpit. You don't do that. You, have to, you, you know, if you were youth leaders here, right? So, you know, but, and, and yes, maybe your senior pastor and I might be safe, but there's got to be someone in your community that's safe. Mm. Yeah. I don't think God would call you there if mm. there weren't. Yeah. Right. God's gone ahead of us already. So, yeah, that might be a little mystical and spiritual, but I believe it's true. Yeah. <laughs> he's either yeah. God or he isn't. Right. So God's been he's done the work already. He's gone before us. He's always at work. And so and so, yeah, um, I have those people here in the midst. I share some rough stuff with people mm. who are people I minister to. Yeah. And, and you know, and if that ever came back, to, you know, that they they know I love them and I, mm. I shared and and I'll just say I was just being I was just. I was just trying to be like Christ as best as I could. And if yeah. that's a fault, that, that's okay. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. Yeah. And they're safer people for certain things, obviously. Right. I sure. Mean, we get it. Like, you can't like, but you know, but yeah, I think you could, if you've got some people around, even in your own church, I think try that, try both. Mm -hmm. You definitely need someone on the outside, you know, and I had both and you need people on the inside. Mm -hmm. and, and I think God's got both of those for you. Mm, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I've, I've recently uh, found a couple of our, our volunteers, but they're also parents uh, mm. of some students in our ministry that, that I've recently connected with. And, yeah. and I've tried to open up just a little more sure. and, and try to find those appropriate boundaries. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, what I've realized is the, the appreciation others have for me yeah. mm -hmm. when I open up and I share some of those struggles so with true. them, like that's, it's strengthened our relationship as well. And, and totally. they feel comfortable talking about that stuff with me. And it's, mm -hmm. yeah. So if we can, if we can appropriately to, to find those people, man, I think, I think both sides of the party will be rich, richly blessed from yeah. that relationship. 
Yeah, Paul called that mutual edification, right? Mm-hmm. As we both mentioned. I mean, Paul was very vulnerable. You yeah. read his letters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, it's okay to put, and it was a risk. And you know what? It, yeah. Some of it backfired. You know, some of you don't even like me. You know, he mm-hmm. talked all about that. You know, you, you got a policy. Uh, you know, some of you think I'm all hot air, right? <laughs> like, oh. it, like, it's okay. That's good. That's part of the gig. Jesus mm. was misunderstood. We're not mm. called to be understood. Mm. We're called to minister and to understand. Yep. And so as long as we're understood by Jesus, he's enough in that area. Yep. Right. And so, and so, I mean, yeah, and, and that's where, you know, and that's hard. Like I said, that, that came out really easy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. That, right. Yeah. I just say, there you go. Just do it. Yeah, just suck totally. it up. Come on, let's go. <laughs> but that is not, I mean, yeah, it is hard. It is a struggle and you know, it's, it's rough, but, but man, his grace is enough and it's mm. sufficient and you can get through it. And yeah, I think sometimes it's easy to quit. It's easier to quit when you're alone. It's easier because mm-hmm. there's no consequence. It feels like there's there's always consequences, right, yeah. on this side of heaven and on and and, and eternal internally. But, um, but it feels like there's not. You know, I won't mm-hmm. be missed or whatever, right? Or you mm-hmm. know, I, that was a problem anyway, or whoever that you know. And, and so we run. But I think we're really called to persevere, to suffer long with one another. Mm-hmm. You know, to bear, as Paul said, bear with one another. That's yeah. the call. You know, not to get out, not to quit quick. You know, and and so and, and, and just you know, so like I said that. Man, it's it's just longevity happens in community, you know, mm. Jesus and Jesus yep. and, you know, and so Jesus isn't enough. Community is not enough, but Jesus and community, phew, mm. you will find great grace yeah. in that, in that, mm. uh, in that context. Mm. So good. Well, thank you so much, uh, James, for being on again on the podcast today. I'm sure many of our audience is going to want to connect with you and, and ask you more questions, um, follow up, find your podcast and listen to that. Uh, where can people find you online? Um, yeah, I actually have not done a lot of social media lately. I'm probably going to keep staying away. I apologize, but, uh, I think it's James Saban 13, right on Instagram. I know you, right. So they can find Mm -hmm. me there. I actually have a youth ministry soul keeper Instagram too, that I have. Um, I am on Facebook as well. If you just look up, I think James Saban and the youth ministry soul keeper podcast is there as well, but you can find the the podcast anywhere, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, also. And, uh, yeah, but that's where that's kind of I'm not online a lot. My wife is. I think you my wife, she keeps <laughs> she keeps the family online, which is great. So that's her zone. And uh, she ke- tells me what's going on. Like, you know, Steve, she's even said, hey, you know what happened with Steve? You know what I mean? Like, so, oh. she calls, yeah. so, so it's never been me. It's been my wife. She keeps me <laughs> updated on what's going on with all everyone in, in our in our youth ministry family and, and, and beyond. So but uh, yeah, um, love to connect with people. If you reach out to me, I will absolutely reach back. And if you reach out on Facebook, my wife will tell me that you reached out and I will reach back. <laughs> So through that, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and I think that's that's part of you know being wise around you know avoiding burnout and all that stuff. Is mm-hmm. it's been you've you've had to make that that hard decision, but yeah. it's it's been really good for you. And so yeah, um, glad that people can still connect with you, but they can. But yeah, you don't have to be everywhere. It's just and limited. Doing everything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. It's just limited. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I enjoy the, I enjoy the, uh, the headspace. I will tell you that I don't think I can go back. And it's funny. I will say this, if I can have one more thing. Um, it's amazing when you've kind of, after you've lived in that, it's kind of like what you said when you went on your retreat. Right. Mm. And, and then when you got to the place of, Oh wow. Like this is what it feels like mm. you were able to right? And so now you have a sensitivity there. You actually yep. have a filter that you can work off of. Mm-hmm. And so I never had that before burnout, but mm. now that I have, you can feel, you feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you feel when you're getting fatigued, you feel when anxiety is starting. Like I never had, I thought that was normal. Mm. I thought that was just adrenaline, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which it yeah. was, but then, yeah. then, then some, right. And so, 
And so I thought that was the way you're supposed to be. And mm-hmm. until you kind of get on the other side, you go, oh no. And so same thing through social media. I was like, nope, I'm not, I can't, that's just, and again, I'm not saying that yeah. I'm not being dogmatic, but, sure. but, but, you know, I, I think you have to break away from it for a little while so you can create, you know, that awareness uh, yeah. because otherwise you're just in it and you don't know it. So anyway. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Well, James, thank you so much again for being a guest again on the podcast and may God bless all that you're doing for his kingdom, especially in the world of student ministry, both within your own church and what you're doing for for the youth pastors. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I love being on here, bud. Thanks. Well, I hope that was just as much of a blessing for you as it was for me, maybe even more. I love talking with James. I always walk away so blessed and so refreshed from my conversations with him. So be sure to connect with him. Be sure to check out his podcast. All those links are going to be in the show notes. And speaking of our show notes, you're also going to find a link to the sponsor of this episode, G-Shades. That's G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G. And be sure to use the promo code connection to save $20 off your order. Thank you so much G shades for sponsoring this episode. Also, many of you might be excited to hear again that Mike Haynes from G shades is going to be back on the podcast pretty soon. So make sure you stay subscribed. Also, I mentioned this on the last episode, but those of you that are in your first few years of ministry, I want to let you know about the first few years in youth ministry conference that download youth ministry is putting on October 17th through the 19th. So if you listen to this quickly, maybe you can still get signed up. Uh, That's October 17th through the 19th, 2022. If you'd like to know more about that event, check out the episode 81 with Josh Griffin. I'm planning on being there to help out, and I would love to meet you in person if you attend. And if today's episode was helpful for you, I just would encourage you to share it with someone else in ministry who also needs to hear it. And you can also connect with us on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Make sure you connect with us in all those different places. All those links are going to be in the show notes. And if you do enjoy this podcast, be sure to leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast app, if it allows for it. I know uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify allow for it. And if another podcast app that you use allows you to leave a positive review, please do so if you enjoy it. It just helps us to continue to bring amazing guests your way and uh, keep doing this. Thank you all once again for being here today. Remember to stay connected and may God bless your ministry.